Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Today, today I want to talk to you around the subject of discipleship. I want to talk to you about discipleship. Discipleship is one of those words that is, is widely used in the church, right? We talk about being disciples, getting discipled, um, getting involved in discipleship. I meet people all the time that say their heart is for discipleship. You, you, you read through scripture, you have the 12 followers of Jesus. What were they known as? They were known as the disciples. This is a word that we see here in, in, and we use in church a lot of times. But what does it actually mean? I want to answer a couple of questions today in this message. I want to answer two questions. What does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? And then maybe more importantly, or, or I'm going to focus on this one a little bit more, how is it that we actually get discipled? How do we get discipled? We've heard many times that we should be being discipled, but how do we actually do it? Does that mean that we have to find a, everyone in the room has to find a mentor and have to, has to find this teacher that we follow? Or what, what, is, what does discipleship actually, actually look like? The word disciple, if you're taking notes today, the word disciple um, quite simply just means this. It means a follower. A disciple is a follower. Um, just to give you a definition, it is a person who is a pupil or an adherent of the doctrines of another. I love that word, an adherent. They, a disciple is someone that adheres to a teaching. Just like you would kind of take off like a, the back of like a Velcro thing and stick it to something. It adheres to something. A disciple is someone who, who sticks to a teaching, who sticks to a doctrine, who's, who, who sticks to um, learning from this person. And as we get going today, and as we talk about discipleship, I would, I wanna, I would argue that dis- discipleship is more than just adhering to a, a teaching or adhering to a doctrine. But being a disciple of Jesus is not just adhering to his teaching, but it's adhering to a person. It's not just about sticking to his teachings, but it's actually about sticking to him as a person. Hear me today, if you are following the, the teachings of Jesus, absent of the person of Jesus, it's called something. It's called religion. Religion looks like you following the teachings of Jesus, absent of the person of Jesus. The Bible teaches this. Our walk with him, it is not about religion. It's about relationship. We're not just called as, as, as disciples just to do all the things just to get it all right, just to, just to get better. The goal of, 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 of being a disciple is not to become a better disciple, it's to become closer to Jesus. It's to get closer to the person of Jesus. And if I could paint a, a backdrop for you to, today as we talk around the, the idea of discipleship, I would kind of use this statement. Anything that you do for him, you're supposed to do with him. Anything that we do for him, we are also supposed to do with him. Jesus doesn't come to us and say, hey, be my follower. And, say, and he doesn't, most of the time, he doesn't come and say, hey, do this, do that, and do this over here. And then he, he doesn't just go, all right, all right, peace out. I'll see y'all later. Have a good time with that. I hope you pull it off. Good, good, good luck casting out those demons. 
hey, you know what? Go heal the sick. You got this, man. I'm going to be over here just, uh, I'm hungry. Jesus doesn't leave us. He doesn't, he doesn't send us out. Even when he sent out his disciples, what did he do? He sent them out two by two, and he sent them out with his authority and with his name. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going with you. We see a picture of, of the best discipler in Scripture, G, that being Jesus. We, what do we see? We see 12 people following him. You know what we never see in his three and a half years of ministry? We never see Jesus leaving his disciples. In other words, you look at Scripture when it comes to the idea of discipleship, and the whole idea is centered around, I am with you. Jesus is with us. So as we talk about discipleship today, let's not get religious about it, okay? It's about staying yoked. It's about staying connected to the person of Jesus, amen? Man, if you have your Bible, open up to Matthew chapter 16. We're gonna read two passages of scripture here. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. This is is one of those scriptures that just gets on you real quick. You ready? Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Remember, a disciple is a follower. You must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Matthew chapter 28, this is the Great Commission. We're all very familiar with this. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all my commands that I've given you. And be sure of this. Look at this. I'm with you. Look, even in the context of discipleship, look what Jesus says. I'm with you. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I want to title the message today, A Heart for Discipleship. A Heart for Discipleship. Would you just pray with me today? Um, Yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. Thank you for leading and guiding us into your truth today. Jesus, we thank you that you are the best person to follow, (laughs) that you're the best big brother we could ever have, that you lived a perfect life, and everything that you did, we can follow your example because it was absolutely perfect and full of truth. We just even open up our heart today. We just say, God, give us a heart for discipleship. Give us a heart to be discipled today. Yeah, we open up ourselves to you and your word to change us. We ask you to change us today in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. 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 Um, How many of you have ever said the phrase, uh, I did not sign up for this? Anybody ever said that phrase before? Have you, have you ever been in that situation where, where you committed to something and then when you got in the middle of it, you didn't realize what you had committed to? In other words, you signed up for something and then you get, get up in, and then all of a sudden you're like, I did not. I did not sign up for this. This is exactly how I felt when we brought our firstborn home. <laughs> oh, man, they, he was so cute. We had nurses helping us in the hospital. This is fantastic. We get home, and when he wakes up at 2 a.m., 
I looked at my wife. I said, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> Anybody ever felt, felt that way about parenting? Parenting your kids? Like, I just, I just wanted them to be cute, and I wanted to look at them. That's all, that's all I thought this whole thing was going to be about. I was just like, wow, look how cute they are. Let's, 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 just, let's just look. Would you just look at it? Just look at them, right? Just look. And it, but no, no, no. Parenting is so, so much more. I didn't, I didn't know what I signed up for. I, just this, uh, this Friday, I went on a, a little snowboarding trip with a couple of buddies. And um, they had the bright idea to go to Taos, New Mexico, leave early on Friday morning, snowboard all day, get back in the car and come back home. That was one, he's one of them. (laughs) And I'm still mad at him right now, all right? Because we got up at 3 a.m., we left at 4, got to the mountain, crushed it all day, and then jumped right back in the car and drove all the way home and got home at 12 o'clock. Never again. Never again will I ever, I'm sorry, dude, but I'll, I'm, I just, I, did, I didn't know what I committed to. I was like, oh, the bros, let's go. Yeah, we got this, man. Let's go crush. Oh, they got 30 inches. Yeah, let's go. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. I don't care how much powder was out there. I don't care how happy I felt. When I got back in the car, I realized, Keith, you're 36. You can't do this anymore, right? I committed to something, and I didn't really realize what I was committing to. They know what I signed up for. I don't know if you've realized, but our walk with Jesus is a lot like this. I remember when I committed my life to him as a seventh grader. The truth is, I didn't know what I was signing up for. Can we all just be honest today? Following Jesus takes guts. Following Jesus isn't the easiest thing to do. Following Jesus looks like some sacrifice and looks like some doing, doing things that make you uncomfortable and, and stepping out and believing for something and walking through trials and getting tested, all this stuff. I, I, when I gave my life to Jesus as a seventh grader, I knew I was going to have to give up my life. The only thing is I didn't have much to give up at the time. It's like, oh, I got to give up my video games, the bad CDs I'm listening to, and the bad friends I'm hanging out with. But have you realized there's a lot more to give up than that? You realize that as you pursue Jesus, that he's actually continued to disciple you. Have you noticed that your decision to follow him wasn't just a one-time decision, but he's constantly asking his people, would you follow me here? Will you go here? Will you say this? Will you do this? Will you step out here? One thing did happen that happened for many of you, for all of you. When we did give our life to Jesus, we fell in love with him, didn't we? We didn't need to know all that we would be giving up. We didn't need to know all the things that we would be sacrificing. We didn't know all the areas that he was going to grow us in. But we knew the thing that mattered the most is that we had him, that we fell in love with him. And what I've learned over the years of following Jesus since I was 12 or 13 years old is I've actually, I've actually had to learn to value the things that he values. We are called to value the things that Jesus values. 
And the truth is, you know what I've really had to learn to value? I've had to learn to value discipleship. I've actually had to learn to place a value on Jesus and his word and his people discipling me. I'm not sure if we get the word discipline from the word disciple, but I know it's really close. And how many know discipleship isn't always the funnest thing? It's not always the thing that we want to do. Even when we were born again, we were not born with a nature that says, oh, Jesus, come and disciple me. Oh, I'd love, I'd love if I woke up today and I would just get a strong dose of discipleship today. Anybody ever woken up just being like, yeah, Lord, come on, bring something, bring something hard today. I'm just, I'm ready today. No, you ain't ready. You ain't ready. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Um, <clears throat> not always ready for discipleship, are we? And the point that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make to you today is, um, and this is, uh, this is a, this is kind of a, a principle that you can take and apply to any area of your life when it comes to the things of God. You will attract what you value. What you value, you will attract into your life. Here's how I know that. Because the things that we value are the things that we really believe in. If you value a godly marriage, guess what? You believe that you should have a godly marriage. If you value loving people, guess what? It's, it, it's because you actually have faith. You believe that, you, that, that as a follower and disciple of Jesus, we are supposed to love everyone. Yes, even the people at Walmart. We are supposed to love everyone. If, if, you, if, you, have, if, if you have a value for something, it means that you actually believe it. And there's one thing that attracts the promises of God in our life. And guess what it is? It's called faith. It's called belief. So if I believe in something, if I value something, guess what? Whatever you value, you release faith for. Oh, come on. Y'all didn't get that because that's a really good word. Whatever you value, you release faith for. When you put the proper value, the godly value, the, the value that he has for you in a certain area, I'm, an, I'm actually going to value that. What it does is it actually releases faith in that area, and that faith literally grabs hold of that thing you are valuing, and it pulls it into your life. And what I want you to grab a hold of today is in order for you to, to get discipled, guess what? You're going to have to value discipleship. Am I doing an okay job connecting the dots here? I feel like, see, you... you if you, how do we get discipled? One of the ways we get discipled is we start to value discipleship. That means that we, we take a moment and we say, Lord, I actually want what you want more than what I want. Lord, I'm actually open for you to speak to me about the areas of my life that don't line up with you, that don't line up with your ways. God, I actually, as I open this word, I actually want your wisdom and your understanding. The word of God, it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a weapon. It says it corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. See, when I begin to value discipleship, you know what happens? Discipleship starts to come into my life. It's just like, no matter where I go, I get around Micah Paxton, guess what? Discipleship moment. 
I get around Jordan Coleman, guess what? I get discipled. I, I get around the things of God and the people of God. And because I have such a value for, for, for being discipled and be, becoming a, a fully devoted follower of Jesus, guess what? All of a sudden, discipleship just starts coming my way. I don't need to find the pastor. Can I preach a little bit this morning? You don't need to find the, you don't need the pastor every time. What you need is a deep-seated value for discipleship. And because you value it so much, all of a sudden discipleship just starts coming into your life. I am in a relationship with two people. The two people that started this church, Pastors Braden and Leanne, they have a, I've never been around two people who have more of a value for discipleship than these two people. They are constantly getting discipled. We are having conversations constantly in our leadership meetings about, man, I thought this, but man, the Lord really convicted me on this. Or, Did you hear this message? You got to listen to this message because it, it, it literally is, is a, it, it just comes out of their mouth all the time. The areas that they're growing, the areas that they're getting discipled, discipled and they have such a value for discipleship. And I'll tell you this one thing. Those are two people that grow more constantly and faster than any two people I've ever been around. If you are in their world, you better, you better hang on because they're going and they ain't turning around stopping to make sure you're coming with them. You better, you just better just saddle up, partner, and let's go. <laughs> but I've seen two people who value it so much in what it's actually done for their life. I'm going to give you three things, on, on, three ways to get discipled today. And number one is you have to value discipleship. How do we get discipled? We, we value we value discipleship. Number two, how do we get discipled? We have a heart posture of humility. We have a heart posture of humility. Let me say it another, word, another way. We have to be teachable. We have to be teachable. Notice what a disciple is. It is a follower of the teachings of Jesus. Teaching implies learning. Matthew chapter 28, it's the Great Commission. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then look at verse 20. It says, teach these new disciples to obey. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. We, we, we hear a lot of messages about discipling others, right? And here Jesus is actually talking to to us about what it looks like to disciple people. He's saying, first of all, you gotta be willing to go. You need to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But here's what he says. He says, I want you to teach people to obey all the commands. In order to be a good discipler, you teach. Which implies that in order to be a good disciple, you learn. Disciples learn. And now I really want you to catch this today. You will never learn from someone that you think that you're better than. We, 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 we cannot learn, we cannot be teachable if deep down on the inside, what we really believe is we've heard it all. I kind of know it all. 
And we, we would never say that about ourselves, but we will, we, would come, we, will come to a, we will come to a Sunday morning and we will hear a message on loving others. And, and I've been guilty, we've all been guilty. Like, I'm gonna check out on this one because I've been loving, I know how to love others, man. I'm, I'm a beast at loving others. Don't need another message on this. But see, when I'm, when I'm humble, when I have a heart posture of humility, can I just tell you, you know, you know what happens? I've seen this so much in my life. A humble heart will pick up on wisdoms from God no matter where or who they come from. I'm gonna read it again. A humble heart will pick up on wisdoms from God no matter where or who they come from. When you have this heart posture of humility, you know what happens? All of a sudden, you'll just be walking through your day and you will hear something and all of a sudden, guess what happens? You just got discipled. You hear a conversation that someone's having, you just got discipled. You get around somebody who's just like Chris Hart who was here last week and they're just a go-getter and they're just gonna get things done and they are motivated. I, couldn't, I, I could have not listened to a word that he said and I would have just got discipled by his presence. See, a humble heart, I'm, I'm, I'm teachable. I've got people in my life, I've got Pastor Braden and Leanne who disciple me. Natalie, my wife. Come on, husbands, your wife disciples you. I get discipled by Pastor Cody in Midland. But you know who else disciples me? My kids. My friends. That movie I watched. The song I just heard. I, I so value discipleship and I so, I so have this, this heart of humility. I'm, I'm, I want to be so teachable that it doesn't matter where I go or, or who's talking or, or even Andre. I could get discipled by Andre. Just making sure he's paying attention. I'm just discipling him. It's, it's no big deal. It, I, I don't have a relegated group of people who I say, you can disciple me, you can't. Come on, that's a good word right there. As the body of Christ, we realize that we don't carry every part, right? That it takes all the parts. It takes all the gifts. I like this pillar because I can just do this. It takes all the gifts. Y'all see me over there? <clears throat> all of us coming together, discipling one another. You see, I think, I think so much happened with Jesus and his disciples where, like, like, everyone except Peter, they, like, all the other 11, they didn't have to go through half the stuff that Peter did because Peter was just special. But you know what they did get? They got to hang around when Jesus was talking to Peter. They got to hear the conversations that Jesus had with him. They got to hear Jesus say, get away from me, Satan. And they're like, ooh, I ain't ever doing whatever he did. They were teachable. They got to be in moments with Jesus where they said, Jesus, we need to feed all these people. All, all these people came to listen to you, get discipled by, by you. Like, you need to let them go. You've been preaching too long, Jesus. Like, let them go and get, get some food. And, and Jesus says, yeah, well, why, don't, why don't you feed them? Imagine the discipling moment when they turn to each other 
and said, I think he was talking to you. Oh, I, think he, I don't think he meant me. No, no, we got to do this together. Let's go feed him. Let's do what Jesus said. And, I, I, and I, I'm kind of being creative in my thought with, with this story. But I imagine someone in the group finally stepped up and said, we can do this, guys. Like, if it doesn't work out, we can just blame it on Jesus. He's the one who said, just go out there and start feeding them. Let's just, let's go for this. Jesus didn't, he didn't come to them in that moment and give them a pep talk. He just said this, you feed them. I think discipleship came from those around each other, the, the people who were around, the disciples, that someone stepped up, someone discipled in that moment. So we have a humble, a posture of humility, a value for discipleship. And then last but not least, one of the ways that we get discipled, how do we get discipled? We have to be willing to lay down our will. We have to be willing to lay down our will. Jesus said this, it was a scripture we read. He said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross. Give up your own way. You know, what's interesting about this passage. Jesus taught this principle on the backside of an encounter that he had with Peter when Peter reprimanded him and, and, and Jesus said, hey, get away from me, Satan. This, this teaching came on the backside of that moment. And you know, what, you, know what Peter, you know what Jesus told Peter? He said, get away from me, Satan. He said, he said you're seeing things from, from a human perspective and not from God's. And then he goes on and says, hey, disciples, come, I want you all to get around and learn from this moment. Following me looks like you denying your will. Even if what you want is a good thing. You know what Peter wanted? He just wanted Jesus to stay around. Remember, he reprimanded Jesus because Jesus came and said, hey, I'm going to go on the cross. They're going to kill me, and I'm going to raise three days later. And, and Peter came around and said, no, no, J Jesus, this isn't going to happen. I ain't letting this happen. This, you're, you're, you're wrong. Peter didn't want an evil thing. Peter wanted a great thing. He wanted Jesus just to, Jesus, I don't want to lose you. And still Jesus on the backside of that said, it's not about your will. It's about mine. Yeah, you may have a good job, but I'm asking you to leave it for a great one. Not your will, my will. Jesus said, it's not, but not my will be done, Lord, yours. I don't want to go to the cross, not my will, your will. When you are willing to lay down your will, guess what happens? Discipleship comes into your life. I love a line and Jen Johnson, she sings this song, Send Me. It's on their new album, Homecoming. And she sings this line. She says, before you even ask, my answer will be yes. Before you even ask God, my answer is yes. Not my will, your will, God.
How do we get discipled? Number one, we value discipleship. Number two, we have a heart posture of humility. And number three, we're willing to lay down our will. Come on, you're called to be a disciple of Jesus. You were made to be a disciple. You were made for your life to look like, big statement here, your life should look like the life of Jesus. Oh, but remember, anything we do for him, we do with him. We ain't got to do it in our own strength. We do a yoke to him. I want to encourage you today, begin to value. If you need to humble yourself, say, Lord, you're right, I need to be more teachable. Just repent. No shame, no condemnation. You just say, Lord, I don't know it all. I thought I did. Lord, the truth is, I don't, I didn't really, I don't really want to get discipled because I know what that really means. You see, I know what it means to get discipled. I know what it means to get vulnerable with my wife. I know what it means to, 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 to walk some freedom out in my soul. I know what it, what it means for the Lord to ask me to do something really, really brave and courageous. I know what it feels like. I didn't want to. I don't want to, Lord. Can I just testify to you today? If the Holy Spirit's leading you to do something, it's so worth it. He won't lead you astray. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.